0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Mesa, Arizona with a very special guest by the name of Mark Hanchett. Mark, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Although, as I say that, I'm thinking on electric vehicles, which we're going to be talking about today, they don't have a clutch, right?
1: They don't, no. Well, that's okay. There's some gears in there, but there's no no clutches, no multi speeds. mostly no multi-speed. Depends on the manufacturer.
0: Yep, just uh, stop and go. Well, before we uh, get started and I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Mark?
1: Oh, man, what's one thing people don't know about me? Yeah. I'm an introvert. That it gets excited when I have to do YouTube videos. That's really weird.
0: <laughs> you know, we had a nice little pre-show chat, Mark and I, and I'm thinking, this guy's not an introvert. You're you're a very easy guy to talk to. But yeah, sometimes when you hit the camera on people, uh, yeah, deer in the headlights a little bit. You got to just keep doing it and get used to it
1: yeah you you just get up and go right and then yeah. you get and then it becomes fun,
0: yeah exactly. well, I think we're going to have fun today. I'm very excited to share what you're doing, so let me give you a proper introduction. Mark Hanchett is the founder and CEO of Atlas, that's A-T-L-I-S, Atlas Motor Vehicles. Atlas is revolutionizing battery technology from the ground up and developing the AMV cell entirely in-house, reimagining what a work vehicle powered by their AMV technology should look like with the XT pickup truck. That's right, an electric pickup truck cool he started atlas in his garage in 2017 after a career in product development for law enforcement at a company called axon where he started as an engineer and then worked his way up to run their r&d group mark has a mechanical engineering background and has been a truck enthusiast his entire life so today it's not cars yeah it's trucks yeah but it all works if it rolls on rubber <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute but first a word from our valued sponsor so give him a little listen give him a little love we'll be right back Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions and it's treated with an extra UV resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail forming. And fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover and I have a deal for you. Use the code ya 21 Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus Free shipping, that's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code ya 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same. My car's value was the same. And I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options. I spoke to others. And with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866 866- 866 ac1 yeah that's 866-224-9324 tell them you're a friend of mine mark green at cars yeah american collectors insurance classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors automotive enthusiasts just like you and me that's american collectors insurance <laughs> So Mark, we're back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner in this vehicle. I want to start with back in 2017. You're in your garage and you have this idea. Let's start there and then we'll transition forward into what Atlas is doing today, what you're building. I'm very excited about this because when I think about electric vehicles, I mean, they're coming on strong pickup trucks. Let's start with Atlas because that's our focus today. Why Atlas? What got you motivated to start this company?
1: Well, so I've always done projects or products that truly do change the world. And in 2017, technically 2016, I was looking at, you know, what's happening in the world, what's changing in this particular space. Electrification was a big topic, but no one was doing anything in the pickup truck space, which is the only market that grows continuously every year. Yep. It's the only market space that everybody technically is transitioning into. If you're looking at pickup trucks, they're becoming the new SUV mm-hmm. and consumers are moving from cars to SUVs and then eventually to the pickup trucks. So it was this sort of exciting thing where I was like, well, no one's doing this. This is really exciting to me. I'm a truck guy. Why don't I dig into that? And as I got into that, though, I realized, hey, there's a bigger opportunity here than just being a truck manufacturer. Like nobody wants to, if you're going to build a company today, don't try to build another OEM. Mm-hmm. You have to do something that's different. And I've always done big sort of big picture stuff, big ecosystem solutions. I'm a big sort of, I like to think broader than just the singular product that's there is how do we drive value in the world today, not just with a single solution, but sort of that holistic approach. Um, And that's how Atlas kind of started.
0: Uh, It's exciting. I love it. Love entrepreneurs. Uh, You know, all great companies start in a garage somewhere. You go back to Disney or Apple Mm -hmm. or all of them started in a garage. Tell me more about the AMV cell that you're developing, because a lot of these electric vehicles, and I've had many people on my show that have in fact, some have taken old vintage cars and turned them into electric vehicles, but they're using other people's technology platforms and so forth. You're developing this all in-house, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. So when we got started and I started the company, one of the biggest challenges is the most obvious challenge, which is the battery technology just isn't there to facilitate, uh, especially use case for like a pickup truck, but when you think about it, it it has to be that big leap forward. And right now, electrification is cool and it's sexy, but it's a little bit of a leap backwards in experience. So the AMV cell is a culmination of sort of solving those big challenges that are really preventing us from making that big leap across the chasm, right, to mass adoption, especially in the pickup truck space. So it's a proprietary cell technology we're developing in-house. We're starting manufacturing now, actually. We're scaling manufacturing uh, to go into next year. And it's focused around sort of energy density and power density. So you can use it in those high duty cycles, high power applications, but ultra fast charging, giving that time back, that most valuable thing that we have when it comes to charging your vehicle. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to build something and develop something. We did it in my garage as I was starting the company is like develop something that allows us to make that big leap forward and doesn't require compromise to sort of change the world.
0: I'm on this group of people at Porsche where they send me these, Mm -hmm. uh, about every month they send me these questionnaires about their vehicles. And the one that showed up this morning, which I kind of smiled because I knew we were going to be talking today, was a longer than normal set of questions about motor vehicles. And it was specifically targeted to electric vehicles and charging and asking me questions, are you thinking about buying one? And when you are, how do you want the charging package? Is it part of the price of the car? Is it something separate? I mean, there was a whole bunch of... I never had one that long. And I went, okay, like all these companies, they're thinking about electric. And then how does that interface with the use of electricity with people in their garage? Uh, that seems to be mm-hmm. one of the many... Well, the first big part for most people is how long can I drive it? And when i am going to run out of power and then I'm stuck? Right. Which, which I kind of always... Chuckle a little bit because it's the same for gasoline, kind of different, but not, but kind of.
1: So AMV stands for Atlas
0: Motor Vehicles.
1: It's very straightforward, very simple, right? Branding is, we try to make it as simple as we can.
0: Dive into this XT pickup truck. I agree with you. I live on a a street with only nine houses and there's six pickup trucks in the street. Now, everybody here except right. for one other, the, hu- other house is retired. They're all older, retired people, but there's all these trucks, everything from a Raptor to the high-end to a basic Ford F1 trucks. They're everywhere.
1: There's Yeah, there's a lot of flavors of them out there. Um, the XT pickup truck is, um, it's really focused on what a truck is supposed to be. So we weren't trying to build a lifestyle vehicle. We weren't trying to build something that Sort of, you know, just looks good, but it doesn't necessarily perform. I wanted to build a pickup truck that does what a pickup truck is supposed to be. A, a pickup truck is supposed to haul things. It's supposed to go a long way. It's supposed to toast things. And the XT embodies that. It's this, it's this true sort of work centric truck. And it's focused on that. So towing large payloads, long distances, and of course, charging very quickly because just like your gas or diesel vehicle, when you tow something, your mileage goes down, right? You right. can't drive as far. You don't want to spend an extra hour. Two. You don't want to drive for two hours and charge for two hours. You want right. to drive for two hours, charge 15 minutes, get up and go again. And that's what the XT pickup truck sort of embodies. It's this idea of getting things done and doing things with it, but it also has those comfort amenities, right? As the family vehicle
0: how about the the look of the vehicle are you from the power source but also the exterior is going to be all your guys as well
1: yep everything we do is in-house so we were developing the design for the vehicle the prototype was all built in-house um, we did all of those sort of the body panels, the design effort, the assembly, the manufacturing, everything in-house here. So the current design that you see on the webpage today, that's the prototype design. It's only going to get better from here as we look to launch the first 150 of those at the end of 2022.
0: Wow. So we're coming up that fast then into 2022. Yeah. Wow. You guys, yep. you guys are moving quick.
1: We move fast and it, it all comes down to the way we've sort of we're developing the vehicle, architecting the vehicle. We're not taking your traditional approaches. Atlas is a blue sky company. There's nothing we're unwilling to touch.
0: I love it. This is very, very exciting. This is very cool. And I noticed on your website also, there's, uh, are there ways for investors to get involved with the company at this point?
1: We are. We, um, we actually just closed today our Reg CF round. um, We were raising $5 million. So that was an opportunity for retail investors to get involved in the company at an early stage. Uh, We're looking at, you know, what's next from here. So keep following us. Keep looking for additional opportunities. We love the idea that our customers the everyday investors get to be a part of this company from the very beginning. Um, and that's very different. Typically, that's uh, only reserved for sort of wealthy individuals or institutional investors or institutions. And we've really opened that up and, and allowed sort of those retail investors, those, um, those enthusiasts, the ones that follow us, support us to become a part of this mission.
0: Well, congratulations. That's awesome. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about Maybe what inspired some of this, I like to ask my guests about driving inspirations, key mentors, influential people in your life. Is there somebody back in your life that you think of as a mentor, as somebody that was an influential person in your life that spurred what you're doing today? Maybe somewhere back there kindled a flame?
1: I don't know if it's necessarily a person. It's more of sort of my life experiences growing up the way I did, and my family um, and the way we grew up is very much so, like, if you needed something, you built something. You sort of, you created what you needed um, to accomplish whatever your goal was. And then later in life, it's, it's working for companies like Axon, where everything I did changed the world, right? It, it wasn't sort of this thing where you're working on something, you couldn't necessarily see the impact. Everything I ever did, I can see the impact, not just locally with myself or in a closed group, You see this impact worldwide in terms of products you've developed, the way they've changed society, the way they've shaped society, the way they've shaped people's lives. And it's always something that's better, right? It's always about improving things, making life better, changing the world for for better purposes. And we've always done it in such a way that you're not asking people to make compromises to do it. You're sort of driving a product or a solution that's kind of a no brainer. And it's something that can be incorporated without with very little effort, but it can make a massive impact. So I would say my inspiration is is sort of growing up the way I grew up in this, this concept of like, if you needed something, you built it, you figured it out, right? Because we didn't grow up necessarily a in that environment right where things were easy and then of course you know from there my entire career and and everything i've gone through has really been sort of what you do matters and how can i leverage what i'm doing to really truly matter to really truly change things
0: so it begs the question how will atlas motor vehicles change the world so we're not just a truck company we talk a
1: lot about that but the technology that we're developing has a much bigger purpose. You can think of the truck as our iPod um, or our iPhone. It's sort of the intro product. But what we're doing from a technology perspective, from a transportation technology perspective, will have far-reaching impacts beyond just the truck itself. It'll be everything that sort of operates within that that ecosystem of work. What we really want to do is drive simplicity in that space with equipment, vehicle solutions, cloud services, software solutions, energy storage solutions, such that the companies, individuals like my brother, who's a general contractor in Michigan, I want to make it so all he has to worry about is the work he has to get done. He doesn't have to worry about the tools, equipment, the vehicles or anything like that. He can just focus on the job at hand, his family, his, his life outside of work, and he doesn't have to worry about the nuances that come with that.
0: Exciting. Love it. Great answer. I knew I'd get a a good answer from you for that question because I heard those words change the world several times uh, earlier in our talk. We're going to take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about a big challenge because starting a business, creating a business, creating all new technology. Oh my gosh, a few challenges there. We'll be right back. Have you looked under your hood recently the average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Carsia yeah, is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and CarJa yeah are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code cars, Yeah when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. <laughs> So Mark, let's talk about this big challenges. You're going into a relatively new world of EV cars. I mean, this is, electric vehicles is, is kind of new, but kind of not, but it's coming on strong. Let's talk about a big challenge, maybe even a big failure that you faced along the way, but more importantly, what was the lesson learned? Because I love the fact you came from a family that just had to figure it out and get it done. Uh, definitely that's molded you in a very powerful way. So let's talk about one of those situations in your life. So
1: I think the biggest challenge in this space, one, I was coming into this thing, not necessarily blind. I'd I had developed products. I, I knew how to go from basically zero right to end of life. Um, mm-hmm. Those things are easy for me to understand. The, the intricacies of like sort of how the business needs to operate and what things need to get done. Those things are easy. The, the larger challenge is one is just taking that leap. Right? It's sort of like it's it's saying this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. But that part, like once you make that decision, the The next biggest challenge you're going to face or anybody is going to face is doubt. And it's going to be external, internal, within yourself, within your team. That, I think, is actually the largest challenge because you're you're really trying to do something. And everyone sort of has this opinion of like, no, you should do it this way or you should do it that way or no one does it that way. So, therefore, you're an idiot or you're crazy. And it's sort of this idea of like this is an impossible thing to do. And this is not a small task, right? Uh, building <laughs> no. a company like this <laughs> no. is not is not small. And there's a lot of doubt that comes with that. And um, I will tell you that everybody, including myself, you go through those moments where you have to look at something and you have to say, like, does it make sense to take the next step? And sort of my mentality is always like, and I, I will always have those moments where I will debate that, but I'll always take the next step. And that's the biggest challenge. There's all the normal challenges too. There's the funding challenges, the time challenges, the, you know, do you have the right people? Do you, those are all normal things that every business has to overcome. And I don't think anybody actually has a, um, a perfect formula for that. You can raise a tremendous amount of money and still fail. You can build, you can build the right team and still fail. Like you, all of those things are just pieces in the puzzle. I think in in the end, and this is just my personal opinion, but as I look to sort of the future of this, the one thing that drives is, do you have the right team with you? Do you have the right leadership in place? Do you yourself have the ability to keep moving forward? Yep. And that is the biggest challenge that you always have.
0: Yeah, great answer to that question. Let's look ahead a little bit, kind of a bucket list look at the next, say, three years, because looking much past three years is Somewhat challenging, especially given what we've all been going through the last 18, 20 months or so. So when you think about a uh, bucket list item, you mentioned Inter 2022 delivering your first vehicles. There's a huge one. Uh, <laughs> if you stretch out a little bit further, where do you see the company?
1: So, I mean, if I'm looking at metrics for the company in terms of like what we're going to accomplish, 2023, 10,000 trucks. I think we're targeting 5,000 platforms. We're targeting almost 20,000 cells, which I think comes out to roughly about five or six gigawatt hours of cell output. Um, you know, those are those are some sort of kind of deliverable metrics, growth in the company will have grown to hopefully somewhere closer to five, six 600, 700 employees by that particular standpoint. But what's more important to me is that we've got product on the road. We've got product delivered to customers. We're getting feedback from them. We're learning from that. We're understanding what we need to fix and change as we continue to sort of grow the company and progress from there. So 2023 is sort of where we're at. That's what I look at in the next, say, two years. I've got my five-year. I've got my 10-year. You know, in two years we'll start working on the next gen product, um, which is just going to be—it'll be a scaled iteration of the XT. We'll have energy storage solutions in the market. We'll have—we'll be shipping battery cells and packs to customers that are not in the same space as us. That are maybe doing equipment, or maybe they're in the same space, and we're pulling them into that ecosystem I talked about—that charging, maintenance, service, battery technology, connectivity ecosystem. And in two or three years, I see this thing sort of—it's just. If you're thinking of it in terms of like a plant growing, we've just sort of popped our head above the sand. Right. Um, And we're going to, you know, kind of grow from there. And then you sort of plant those seeds in the field grow.
0: Do you see some of the mandates that are happening within the country from a government standpoint being helpful to you? And one of them that I just recently saw, State of California, Uh of course— um requiring, you know, they're gonna ban small gasoline engines coming forward. And I think of all these people that do yard work, yeah. for instance. I mean, is that gonna be of help? Because you you've talked about more than just the truck, battery packs and so forth. I mean, kind of a, a forced march into electric vehicles, which I guess could be good and bad depending on what perspective you have. But from from a reality space, do you see that being of, of use to you as to what you're doing? I see it. I mean, it, for very obvious reasons, it's going to drive interest,
1: but I, I think it's the wrong way to do it. I'm not a big fan of forced, like when you force someone to adopt something or to, to use something, one, it becomes a political discussion at that point, which is that that creates a lot of wasted air. So, so I'm, not, I'm like not a big fan of that. I think if you build the right products, people will transition to them. Um I mean think about cell phones and and smartphones right we went from no phone to flip phone to the smartphone no one's really using a flip phone anymore and maybe that's the wrong analogy but it, it you think of a horse and buggy to internal combustion engine vehicles right to whatever it's like once you get to that point where it's the right product and it's compelling and it's affordable people will transition you don't need to force them to do it so In terms of, like, does it help? Yeah, I mean, for very obvious reasons, it helps. But I'm a bigger fan of building the right products for the right reasons and getting customer adoption that way. If we build the right product, then people will transition and move. And that goes back to it can't be a leap forward or backwards. It needs to be a leap
0: forward. Well, if I had an applause button, I'd push it right now. Uh, I like the way you said that. Yeah. Let the market decide, create what people need and like and what works for them, and uh, you'll have a successful item for sure. And the, the cell phone analogy works really well for that. Uh, you think about even 10, 15 years ago, I mean, everybody in the world, almost everybody has a that little phone in their hand now. Even the poorest of people well, have yeah, that in their hand.
1: Yeah, we... I think yesterday, last night, uh, we were all doing a photo shoot with the truck and we were talking about maps for some reason. And when I moved to Arizona, you know, you didn't have a cell phone and Google Maps, right, to give you directions. You Mm -hmm. sort of, you had an atlas and a book, right? And, and you sort of looked through that and, Some people look at it like, well, then you had MapQuest, right? I think was like the predominant sort of solution out there. Then you had Garmin and Mm -hmm. GPS, and now everyone's got it on their phones. And if you look at that transition, it's back then you were like, look, I I can find my way. I can look at a map. I can figure out where to turn, what to do. I can totally do this. I don't need some digital thing to tell me what to do. Now I think most of us can't live without it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's become easy, easy to use, uh, very accurate, not all the time, but most of the time. And it just makes life easier. And you just said earlier, and I agree with you, time is our most valuable asset. And these devices greatly reduce uh, a wasted time. They get it done quicker. You talk about... The guy that uses his truck for work. If he can figure out where he's going faster and get there quicker to be on the job, less time wasted looking through a map book and trying to look up and stop. And Exactly. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life because I mentioned in the beginning you're a longtime truck guy. Uh, Is there a special vehicle that stands out for you that you've owned in your life? What is it? And maybe share a memory about that ride that makes it so special.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I've owned a number of vehicles and there's probably some special memories in each of them. (laughs) Yeah. If we're sticking to trucks, uh, the first truck, I, uh, was an F 100 that my father had. I can't remember how he acquired it. Um, I started driving it when I was like 16. And my special memory of that is it was like a 19, I can't remember the year, 1973 or something like that. I can't remember. And, uh, I was trying to drive it home one night. It was like one or two o'clock in the morning. It was cold, and I get to an intersection. It dies. It won't start. And this is like a this is like one of those stories that I think we all have, right? Yeah. Police officer finds me. Right. I'm. It's like in the middle of Traverse City, Michigan. There's no one out there. Pushes me into a parking lot. Call dad. Right. Dad wakes up. Comes out. Gets in. Turns the key, and it starts. (laughs)
0: Thank you, dad.
1: (laughs) And I think, yeah, and I think that was like, that's like a a repeated story for me forever, but that's one of those vehicles that kind of stands out for me. But I've owned cars, I've owned, um, you know, various different vehicles, SUVs and things like that over the years. Trucks are, trucks are like that vehicle that to me is just this, it's this very versatile, all-encompassing sort of utility family vehicle. Mm -hmm. The one I own today I've owned it now. It's a 2013 GMC 2500, right? With a 6.6 liter Duramax in it. And it has been the road trip vehicle, the family vehicle, the tow vehicle. It's been the work truck here for the office. It's been everything. Um, And that's what I look for is that versatility um, in everything. It's kind of like, I don't want to own four vehicles to do four different things. If I can own one that can do those four things, great.
0: Yeah. Well, tell you, America loves trucks. Uh, just go out on the road. They're everywhere. And as you said, it's a continual growing segment. Uh, the platform, of course, for all the SUVs, most of the SUVs that you see on the road today, trucks underneath them is what they are. So, right, yeah. So I drove my next door neighbor's Raptor when he bought it new a couple of years ago. And that was the first truck I've driven that didn't drive like a truck. Uh, now off-road it, it does. It drives
1: more like a car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. a
0: really nice SUV. Yeah. Just, you know, cause he's had big yeah. diesel trucks. This is kind of his uh, fun truck. He's retired and I tell you, that thing kicks butt. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. That's a quick truck. <laughs> Probably not as fast mm-hmm. as yours going to be, I have a feeling, though, with that electric motor. I'm going to be your uh, psychologist a little bit here, Mark. Crawl into your skull. If you were manifest as a vehicle, now this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality, the man in the mirror as a vehicle. What would you be and why? I think it's a truck. I huh, think it's I a got, pickup truck. I kind of figured that, yeah. It's
1: it's, I mean, it's, I like to get dirty. I like to stay clean. I like to look nice. Um, I like the fact that it's big and it, it looks like it can do stuff and it can do stuff, right? It's sort of that like strong kind of like, you know, personality, right? Yeah. That's there, but it has that sort of versatility of it has that gentle nature of being the family vehicle, but it also has that rough and tumble of like sort of going back to, you know, get it done kind of mentality
0: yeah you know i always ask my guests how they like to give back to others one of the ways i see you and your company doing that is you're creating jobs uh i admire people that donate money time and so forth but one of the things i admire the most is when people are entrepreneurial and they create businesses that create jobs because jobs are what make people feel good Mm mm-hmm it, it helps them ensure a livelihood for their family, a food, a roof for their head. Uh, is that? Do you look at yourself in that way? Because you talk about the growth you're looking at over the next two, three years, and the number of people you're going to be employing. Uh, I mean, my, my hats off to you. That's so important. Uh, we saw before COVID destroyed everything, the job market was, yeah. oh, people were employed, they were happy, uh, and now I can't figure out why nobody I mean, wants to COVID, work. During COVID, we hired. Yeah. yeah. During COVID, we tripled the size of our company. Bravo. Incredible. Wow. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, it's when you think about jobs, though, I think about, um, yeah, I mean, okay, so the let's, let's get a little bit sort of, when we think about electrification, a big fear is that jobs are going to go away, that sort of the traditional tier one suppliers and the engine builders and all these, Sort of suppliers and and organizations and jobs that exist today are going to go away, but we're actually going to create a whole new set of opportunities that are out there. Oh, yeah. um, Within this industry and figuring out how we take those, um, that workforce and those individuals and transition them, that's an interesting challenge to me and it sounds like a lot of fun and i think it's going to be fun because we're going to open up new opportunities and new spaces and new new areas right for people to to sort of jump in that in my mind and this is just a personal thing for me is exciting it's new right it's this new thing to look at now i would i would actually say something i want to say something a little bit beyond that so yes atlas is going to create jobs we're going to continue to grow but When I think about the products that we're developing and I think about the future of this company, it's how do we leverage this to open up opportunities for that makes it easier for individuals to get into spaces where actually there's a large gap in the job market today? When we think about trades, we think about electricians, plumbers, contractors, you know, construction, agriculture, we think about that. There's not a lot of people entering into that sector. So how do we make that easier? Mm -hmm. How do we how do we develop products and solutions and technology that can make it easier for people to get into that space where it's good paying jobs. You don't necessarily carry debt with it when you get into it. And there's a large gap in that market. There's not enough people working in that space. So when I think about Atlas in the future, yeah, the company is going to create jobs, but we're going to create opportunities with the products we were developing and the the solutions we're developing for others to create opportunities outside of Atlas.
0: Yeah. I, again, wish I had an applause button. Love what you just said. Uh, I think that's a great argument. TechForce Foundation is one of NRPM Foundation, two groups I like to support. They're helping young people get into this industry and more and more young people are doing so. My nephew is a great example. His dad, my brother-in-law, started as a technician. Uh, I think he started for Ford in the beginning. He he worked on cars. Then he started his own business building engines, rebuilding engines primarily that had been damaged and helping people get back in their vehicles. His son, my nephew, went into working on cars, then working as a uh, a car dealer. But now he works at Tesla and he's never been more happy. Now, he doesn't get his hands dirty anymore any day. It's all computer related, but he's still servicing people. But he had to be retrained, relearned. But he's so excited about it because it's a whole new group of of opportunities for him to do something in the field he loves car repair helping people be back on the road but do it in a different way. And so uh, and he's making more money than he ever has and he's happier than he's ever been. So there you go. Uh yeah, it's just a changing of the guard, changing of a mindset. So I love the fact that you're leading that way. Is there a book that you've read you'd like to share with our listeners that you uh, either enjoyed or learned a lot from? I think like
1: there's I haven't read a book in a little while. I'll I'll Happily and sadly admit that um, the last <laughs> book busy. I read was Measure. Yeah, the last book I read was Measure What Matters by John. I think his last name is pronounced Doer or Doer. It's a great book for somebody who's you know how do you set appropriate metrics? How do you measure success? And how do you track that success in terms of driving growth in an organization and a company? Prior to that, the one I always reference for the, my team here, um, especially the the younger ones that come in that are not so experienced, is Creativity Inc. Um, which is sort of the Pixar story. Um, there's some interesting tidbits in there, especially for the engineering, technical space, product development space So, sort of like process and mentality and thoughts on like starting with an idea and then ending with something completely different that is incredibly successful or impactful. Um, there's a lot of other sort of topics to cover in there too, but those are, I, I guess if I had to pick two, those are two that sort of stand out in my mind. If I was going to pick one, I would start with Creativity Inc. just because that, that's one that I found very interesting. I read that probably eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, but it's one that stands out for me.
0: Yeah, I think that was Ed Catmull is the author or Amy Wallace, one of the actually both. I think were involved Mm -hmm. in that. But yeah, it's a great book. I love it. Both great books for you to recommend. I appreciate that. I'll put links to those on Mark's show notes page. Now, before I let you go, I'm going to let you go on the ultimate drive here, Mark. That means I'm a magician. I can allow you to pick any vehicle in the world, any person to be with and any road to be on. What does that ultimate drive look like for you? Now, in your case, it could be in the future in an XT truck. So go any way you want with this. So
1: this is going to throw you off a little bit. Okay. Um, I would I would say the ultimate drive for me is probably not on the road. I have a long-term sort of passion. I grew up in northern Michigan, so my family was big into boating, Great Lakes, right? We did a lot of trips, travel, and stuff around the Great Lakes. And if I had to pick one, the one thing I want to give my kids and my family is the opportunity to experience something like that. So my sort of future ultimate drive is I want to do a lot more travel around the world, but in open seas. So Uh um, taking the family, traveling around like that, I think that's one thing that I'm working towards. And I'm hoping the Atlas tech and what we're building here could eventually transition into that space.
0: Well, that is probably one of the most unique answers to that question I've heard. and I've heard a lot of unique answers. Uh, I love that concept, though. You know, I'll share this with you. My listeners have heard this before. I, I watch a, a young couple from Australia on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel they've done for six, seven years now called Sailing La Vagabond. Okay. They basically have documented their travels around the world on a boat. They started on a monohull, went to a catamaran. Now they're having a, tr- a trimaran built in Vietnam. Uh, they've since had two children. <laughs> out sailing mm-hmm. the world with two, two little kids. They have a newborn and a two year old right now. And I'm not even into boats, but I'm more enamored with their fortuitiveness, their, their grit, the fact that they've done this, they wanted to do this and that they're doing it and they finance it through their YouTube channel. They've got a million plus viewers now. Um, so when you say that, I think about them. You might enjoy that on YouTube. I call it my week. They do a show every week, my weekly C. Mm-hmm. escape, and uh, <laughs> they're actually, uh, they're kind of stuck right now in Australia with this COVID thing because they were going to sell their boat yeah. and have this new boat built, but the boat can't be built because Vietnam shut down. So they actually are just now traveling back to the Mediterranean, and they're going to get back on their old boat. They haven't sold it yet, and they're going to, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's in the Bahamas, I believe, and they're going to just sail the Bahamas for a while until this COVID settles down, hopefully, and they can get Keep to Vietnam. Going. Yeah, going, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, For me, it's just there's some really, yeah, there's some cool things out there to see and I haven't seen it yet. So how do I get there?
0: Yeah, well, they made a couple transit. They went across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, The last trip was with their son who was like a year old. And Mm -hmm. they did it during a late season trip too. big storms they ran into. So, uh, yeah, that sounds like fun. You are an adventurer, my friend. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some parting words of wisdom, success quote or advice for our listeners?
1: The one I always try to give people is that when you have an idea or you're going to do something, you're going to talk to experts and experts are going to tell you every reason why they're an expert and they understand why what you're going to try to do is impossible. Take that feedback and then go and do it. (laughs) Experts will always tell you why you can't accomplish your goal. Um, Find a way to accomplish it. Find a way around it. Find a way to move forward. Get up every single day and just try it. Just do it. If you're going to start a business, just start. You don't have to understand step 10. You only need to understand step 1, which is start. For us, it was building battery technology. Experts told us it couldn't be done. Like, okay, why can't it be done? I understand all the reasons why it can't be done. Now I'm going to go figure out how I work around that or solve that problem. So, my only advice to everyone is that there will everyone's going to tell you why you cannot succeed. Everyone's going to tell you no. Just keep going.
0: Great advice. I love it. I think about some of the incredible companies created Apple, Tesla. I mean, all those guys were told, can't do it. Don't bother. Don't waste your time. And they did it. And Mark Hanchett's doing it too with his team at Atlas Motor Vehicles. Is that the best way for people to follow along with you guys is your website?
1: Uh, our website, um, we're big on YouTube, social media, Twitter, Instagram. Click on the website, though. Follow us on social media. Those are the best ways to do that. I do a, either myself or someone else. We do a weekly update every single week. We tell you what we've done, what we haven't done, um, what's you know what's going on, what's coming. Uh, we're, we show progress. We show videos. We show pictures. We're very transparent. So that's definitely nice. the best way to follow us.
0: Is that by subscribing on your website to get those weekly updates?
1: Um, you can subscribe on the YouTube channel, and then, of course, um, like our Facebook page, Instagram page, and we do links there as well.
0: Cool. Awesome. I'll make sure I put links to all those on Mark's show notes page. Just go to carsia.com, type in Mark. You've heard that name before. Hanchett, H-A-N-C-H-E-T-T is the spelling of his last name. Mark. Hey, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule and sharing a very inspiring story. This is fun. Can't wait to keep up with you guys and watch the progress here. It's going to be fantastic. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This has been fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up